It's your boy Kato. Back at it for episode two of the Cat Olive Chronicles. Trying a little bit different of a camera angle here. It's not looking up at my chin the whole time. Like that uh, greatest crowd surf jump photo of all time. Alright, so episode two, we're going to focus more on uh, how to make yourself legit. First one was about, you know, asking the right questions, having the right answers, making sure that you're built for this and that uh, the steps you're taking to get into this industry, you know, you're, you're doing them right. Not just taking a leap of faith, even though I do believe in that sometimes and just, you know, not having all your ducks in a row. So question I get asked a lot is, you know, how do I make myself legit? What steps do I need to do? Once I've uh, started to to get noticed, for you to notice me, other people to notice me and take me seriously, and I'm just going to go through some of these things and, and give you my, my lowdown take on it. So, something I've noticed a lot with the SoundCloud rappers that are coming up is that their social media is not, uh, it's not in sync with each other across the web, you know, whether or not that's deliberately or they've just gained so much notoriety so fast that they don't have time to keep up with it. Not really sure. But uh, like I mentioned in the first episode... We talk about Lil Nas X, you know, he's he's someone with a really weird name to begin with, but then he went and named himself after one of the greatest MCs, if not the greatest MC of all time. So that's, that in itself is, is, is stupid. But, you know, making sure that you come up with a, a name and a social media handle that you can sync across the web, you know, to make sure that you're searchable. Um, you know, like even as, as, a, as a person who books artists, you would not, maybe you'd be surprised, maybe you wouldn't, how many times I cannot find people on the internet. I could Google them all day and I find like one web page. I don't find, you know, a plethora of things that I'm like, okay, shit, here's their Instagram. Okay, shit, here's their Twitter. Okay, shit, here's their this. And it's like over and over. It's like, I can't find half of these dudes. Like, why is this so difficult? Sorry, trying to get this fixed here. So I say, you need to apply that to you now. Like, don't do that down the line. I would think that a lot of this stuff is common sense, but you'd be surprised at how much it isn't. Um, you know, you don't have to come up with some complicated, super creative name. I mean, back when I was first starting to rap, like, people called me Kato because Kato Kalen, like, from OJ Simpson. Like, it just stuck. You know, it doesn't have to be difficult. You know, if, if your grandma calls you this, like, stick with it. Like, go with something cool. Like, some of these names that I hear now, I'm just like, what the fuck? Were we literally looking at two two items? Like one of those memes, like the last thing that you ate and the first thing that you see is your name. Like that's legitimately how how dumb these names are. But either way, even if you have a dumb name, you know, make it searchable. You know, Google is one of the, the best platforms ever created, but it's also one of the most difficult ones for someone who wants to get their information synced up uh, from a, an independent standpoint, you know? unless you're a label that can go out and sync all your stuff for you. Like you got to try to do this for yourself. So another part of that too is, you know, try to have something that's relatable to your fan base that you're talking to and around the content that you're going to be trying to put out. Like Lil Pump, Lil Xan, like all that gives to me is you're a drug addict. Like that's all I hear. And I don't know about you, but like, that's just not cool. It's not, it's, not cool at all so once you do pick your name you know go to instagram go to twitter go to facebook youtube and just look and see if someone else has this url already taken if they don't man swoop that up asap 
And if they do have it, but they haven't uh, taken the next steps to make themselves official, like, try to do official or insert name here. You know, like, I am or official. And we'll just use a reference here. This gum. Peppermint Cobalt. Easy. I am Peppermint Cobalt. Or official Peppermint Cobalt. Like, it's not fucking difficult. So, you got the name... You've synced your shit across as many web pages as you can. Next step from there is you need to go into Google, man. You need to create a Google Plus page. And I know a lot of people might be saying, what the fuck is that? Google probably doesn't even know what the fuck a Google Plus page is anymore. But if you have your stuff in Google Plus, Google pulls information from that page to make sure that your other shit is legit. You go in there, you put your links, you put the name that you want. That way when people search you, they can fucking find you. Um, I learned that the hard way. I released a, a collaborative EP with Nate Millions, and every time you go search Nate Millions, it would kept coming up saying Nate Millions and Cato, like for Nate. And it took us forever to figure that out. Additionally, I had to go in and create an actual Google My Business account for Cato and for Nate. That way, Google's algorithms, some point, some way, would start to pick that up and, and see, like, oh shit, these are two different artists. We need to separate this. And they finally did. But the Google My Business stuff comes with this with this next step. You know, do you have an LLC? Do you know what an LLC is? An LLC is basically a sole proprietorship or a single entity, single owned entity that you own as the artist. And again, you should make that as it relates to everything else. So if your name is Peppermint Cobalt, why not make the LLC Peppermint Cobalt LLC? Same with your website, peppermintcobalt.com. So you create the LLC, now you're saying, oh shit, what do I do with this? Now, I can't give you every single angle of what you should do with the business, but there is something called Google that we just touched on. But an LLC, just the quick basics, an LLC gives you the opportunity to have tax write-offs on things that are uh, applicable to your business. So if you want and you spend money on leases or you're purchasing microphones or equipment or whatever you have road expenses, those are things that you can mark down as actual business expenses and at the end of the year, those are things that can become write-offs. Now, if you get that money back, let's say you spend $10,000, is the IRS and the government going to give you ten k back? No, but it may keep you from having to pay taxes on other things because you have write-offs for things that are your business. Because more often than not, in your first three years as any business, not just music, you're not going to make money. And the government will give you a very large break for not making money. Now, after year three... I would definitely highly recommend you're reevaluating your financial situation because if you continue to use the same LLC for longer than three years, the IRS will catch on to you and they will call what you're doing at that point a hobby. Now, I know people who have been taken down by this hobby thing and you will lose 100% of the time against the IRS and the government. They will fuck you. They will go back for all the back taxes. They will look through all of your shit and it'll fuck you. So... Again, like I said before, like having these plans and figuring out the finances, because if you get to year three and you're not profitable, you need to be looking at your shit again because something's not working for you. Uh, the other thing with an LLC is uh, whenever you want to start getting your pages, those blue check marks, everybody loves the blue check marks. You can actually now submit to Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and show them your legitimate uh, paperwork, your organization papers for your LLC. And as long as your LLC is synced up with your name they will more often than not they will go ahead and give you that blue check mark to make sure that you are the only person that can be represented by this name 
Uh, see, what else would you want to do with an LLC? Um, anytime you get paid through uh, songwriting, um, anytime you get paid from a show, whether or not it's a check, uh, most people take cash, but whether or not it's some sort of payment that you have to track, you would be wanting to put that income towards that LLC. Same with the expenses. So by the end of the year, you have income here, more than likely you're going to have expenses here. And those should offset to where you say, okay, well, this is my, this is what I lost. This is what the government was going to let me write off. So the part about uh, getting the songwriter royalties and stuff, this we'll tackle that right now is you want to go to BMI or ASCAP. Um, CSAC is another one, but BMI and ASCAP are the two main ones. Uh, they basically pay out song royalties to people who get radio spins. Um, I, and I feel stupid for saying this, but I don't think that they are the ones that pay out streaming royalties. That's actually the streaming companies pay that directly to your distributors. Um, but it has to do with, uh, you know, radio spins and you might want to Google that because I'm actually not 100% sure that those, uh, performance royalties actually do that. But you want to become a songwriter. You want to become a registered publishing company. Doing a songwriter is free. It's fucking free. Free. If anybody hasn't done this, please fucking do this. I was making... $1,200 a year off of performance royalties, royalties from BMI for touring and doing shows because you can go in there and you can add your live performances to BMI, put in your song list, put in how long you performed, and BMI will pay you quarterly for those royalties because BMI and ASCAP are out there constantly going to venues and bars and all these places that play live music and they're collecting royalty, they're collecting licensing fees from those people so that they can pay the artists. Even if your music isn't in their jukebox or whatever the fuck they play there or their DJ doesn't play your music, it doesn't matter. You still get, as a registered songwriter, like a micro-fraction, basically a Spotify pay, what it is, micro-fucking-fraction of money from that that you get paid out on. So I was making like 300 350 bucks every quarter between my songwriter and my publishing company. Now, the publishing company is going to cost you 150 bucks at least through BMI. I don't know about ASCAP. But again, fucking computer... You want to uh, create a publishing company that has something to do with what you're doing. Now, me, I was I was a white kid that was stupid, and I called mine White Hype Rights. I don't know. I was stupid. But that's what my publishing company is called. The reason why you want to have that publishing company is publishing company, you actually get paid more for publishing royalties than you do as a songwriter. So, if you, wherever you can make more money, why would you not want to fucking do that? However... If you were to get into a situation where an independent label or a major label or some publishing house wants to bring you on for something, let's just say sign you in some capacity. I'm not saying record deal, but something. More often than not, they're going to want a cut of your publishing. Now, what you hear a lot now is 360 deals where uh, all these record labels want 360% of everything that you do, meaning that they want part of your touring, they want part of your merchandise, they want part of your streaming, your royal, they want all this shit. However, if you have already created a publishing company and you've been logging your shit accurately, that's going to be a major leverage point for you because if you don't have one, you really shouldn't be in a situation where you're having conversations with labels without a publishing company, but I'm sure it fucking happens. That's a leverage point for you because they're going to come in and say, okay, well, we want some of your publishing. And you're going to say, well, I'm generating this much money a year. What are you going to give me for my publishing? And how long do you retain the rights? Is it only for the length of time uh, that we're under this deal? Or is it you, you're taking X amount of my royalties through my publishing for years after my deal? Like there's certain things that you were, would work out and negotiate at that time. But you need to create a publishing company. Like this, 
is one of the biggest things you need to do. 150 bucks, go do it. Even if you aren't releasing content, just go register, be done with it. So, um, and again, whenever you're doing the songwriting stuff and you're getting paid, you want to put in your information to BMI that you're getting paid at the LLC, the Peppermint Cobalt LLC. Um, so essentially what I would call all this again, that I'm going to say this word a lot is investment. So outside of having, you know, all the questions answered outside of going through these steps of legitimizing yourself, um, and outside of having your music on the internet, um, having these steps all laid out and easily presentable to someone who's interested in you, uh, just shows that you're taking what you're doing seriously. Um, it's making yourself legitimate and that you know how to operate a business because at the end of the day, you are a business. If you don't look at yourself as a business, you're definitely not doing some stuff right. Like you need to look at every transaction, every conversation as a business opportunity and make sure that everything is about investing in yourself. So, um, after you've taken some of these, I don't want to say precautionary, but necessary steps to legitimize yourself. Let's start looking at your brand real quick. Okay. Uh, I know that every galaxy S 10 and iPhone and, and Google pixel 17 all have the greatest latest and greatest, uh, pixel rate and all this shit for taking pictures, but that's not a professional photo shoot for fuck's sake. Take a professional photo shoot. Even if you don't have the money to do it, this is where you need to start relying on your friends or you need to start recruiting people to your team that have access and ability to do some of these things that are going to help you as an artist. So one of them right off the bat is just a professional photo shoot. Something to where you don't look like an idiot. Two or three photos, even if it's just one fucking picture. Just don't do the age-old stance where you're leaning against a wall, your legs propped, you're rubbing your hands, sanitizer in, you're looking off like you just farted, like I've done that pose probably a thousand times. I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking when I was doing that. Like in my head, I don't even know. I was just like, oh, this looks cool. But like, I look at that picture and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? I feel like I was an idiot. I, I look stupid. So get a professional photo because that is what you should be using across all of your social platforms to get you started as your profile picture, what you want Google to pick up, how you want Google to represent you, what you want to use for your website, your press kit. So part of that with the investing part is that like, I, I, even if you don't have like a, a ton of financial support and that you're going to do the bare bones until you think you're going to start generating money or until you feel like someone's going to start backing you. You know, there are ways to cut corners. The photo shoot, you can cut a corner. You can take your first picture with, you know, a phone, but at least make it good, man. Like don't do it sitting on a couch somewhere. Like try to have it be a live show or try to have it be like a cool background with like graffiti and stuff, like something that makes you stand out. But in general, cutting corners when it comes to making yourself legit is only going to make you look stupid. And when you do cut corners, it shows people that you are not taking yourself seriously. You're not taking this seriously. And if you're not taking yourself seriously, why should I take you seriously at the end of the day? Like that's, that's another question. Like, why should I take you seriously? If you presented yourself in this great manner, even if the music so far isn't up to par, even if your fan base isn't up to par, at least I know you're investing in yourself and you're taking yourself seriously. But if you don't, um, you know, it's going to show people that you don't care. And it's going to make them, you know, why? Again, why? 
And at the end of the day, uh, like I said, this is about being a business and you want people to buy into you as a business, buy into you as a business. And when they do that, they'll listen to your music, they'll go to your shows, they'll buy your merch, you'll make money. <sighs> Anyways, that's episode number two, how to make yourself legit. Uh, there is a plethora of other things that you should do, but I feel like those are the hot topic ones that are the big ones that me and Buddy Vegas, every time we talk to somebody, we're always asking them these questions. Do you have an LLC? Do you have a business? Are you synced across the web? And there are artists that I even work with on a daily basis that don't do this yet, that I'm helping them get to this step. And as soon as it's done, they're like, holy shit, man, this looks way better. And I'm like, I'm telling you, man, again, I didn't think that you need to make a mistake to figure this one out because I feel like this is common sense. But sometimes, man, you got a lot going on. So anyways, do these things. Make yourself legit. It's going to make promoters. It's going to make people who book shows with Live Nation, AEG. They're just going to take you more seriously. So do these steps, all right? This is K-A-D-O, Kato, Cat Olive, episode two, signing off. Appreciate you guys. See you on episode three. Peace.